but we can wait or whatever. Blow kisses, whatever. <laughs>
great, wonderful, wonderful Heavenly Father that we serve. He, he's so precious. Truly, truly. I know that he is just in all that, sovereign in all that, but he is so loving. Loving and graceful and merciful to us. And he loves us. It doesn't matter what we do. Uh, he still loves us. You can't find that too much anywhere else. Humans, we can love one another, but we kind of get angry with one another too, don't <laughs> And uh, we have to have, have the Holy Spirit's help with that sometimes because uh, it's only because of Him living in us that we can even attempt to be like that because we tend to get hurt and feelings hurt and and things and we can't see the person's heart so we just take it at face value but sometimes i think if we would just stop and think deep down in that person's heart they might not want to say that thing or you know whatever i know i've done it i've said things and did things and i go oh dear why did i do that and it's you know, it's too late, it's out there, and all I can do is run to God for forgiveness and run to pe the person maybe that are hurt for forgiveness. But God, God is so different. He knows everything about us. So we don't have anything to worry about, nothing. Excuse me a minute. Okay, we're gonna, let me see here, what I've got here in my, anyone got a testimony to that? Something you like to share with us. I like testimony time. That's kind of going into the churches, but okay, Val. I want to stand and praise the Lord this morning. You know, as you were saying, sometimes we people get on our nerves, and uh, well, you never said it that way. But anyway, <laughs> but you know, this week a lot has gone on, and a lot has been said, and and. Um, Anyway, I had gotten really angry. Charity had called me one morning with something that somebody had said. And, and uh, I had gotten really angry. And Pastor's been preaching on how the devil just needs that door oh, open and crack. He just slipped his foot in there or he slipped his foot in. Oh. And I just dwelt up on it all day long. And I said, Lord, I, I mean, I was ready to call this person up and just blast them off the phone. But anyway, I had to talk to God about it. And I said, Lord, I don't want to be this way. This isn't who I am, and I don't want to be this way. Well, he called me down, and uh, he brought this verse to me, and he said, you know, we, are, we do not have a spirit of fear or of penalty. We have the spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. And I said, Lord, thank you for that, because, you know, I was just going off in fear, and I was ugly, and I was upset, and I was all of that. And God just said, calm down, Val, calm down, this is... You don't need to be that way. And I'm so glad that God is not that way. That he doesn't get so mad at me that he could like to call me up and say, he's always the same. And I'm thankful for God that he loves me no matter what I go through, no matter who I am. He loves me. He loves me. Amen. It's hard for us to grasp that. I know. Because we're so used to having to please people and... You know, and this and that and something else. And with God, of course, he doesn't like it when we sin and when we do things wrong. Like our own children. Yeah. We don't like it when they do things wrong, but we still love them. 
and is and they ask for forgiveness, it really breaks the ice, doesn't it? So when we fail the Lord, we just run to Him and ask for forgiveness and ask Him to help us in that area. I did want to mention too. I, I want to thank the Lord for Brad coming up and praying for us, everybody around the water the other day. You guys were it, yes. yeah. and it meant so much. It did. Yeah. It did. I don't know. It just felt like unity. Yes. Yeah. I think it was the next day that I got so ugly. So I think they knew that there was oh. there was things happening. He just wanted to slip right oh, in. Oh, yes. Like Pastor Brand said, he goes around like a worm. Right. And we forget that, don't we, as yeah. Christians? And all these things going in the world, on negative in the world, now comes from him. Yeah. It comes from him. He uses people as pawns yeah. to do his work. And we're, we're so, we don't, we don't really forget about that. We have to stop and think, as Christians, what's going on here? What's really going on here? Take our time to calm ourselves down like Val did. And I find just sleeping on it sometimes. And the next day you get up and you feel so much better. Things look more to, you put things more into perspective or something. So, uh, anyone else? I see uh, Beth. Shifting around. <laughs> 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 I know. Well, I want to thank you for his love. He does love us, no matter what we do, what we've done, probably what we're going to do. But as long as we ask for forgiveness, we know that what we are doing is wrong. But yes, I thought that unity at the work that night too, and the prayers that went up for the lobster fishermen on both sides. Because as I said down there, I'm not going to be a judge of anybody, so I'm not the judge. I just want a peaceful solution somehow. I know God can provide that for them. Yeah. But I just pray, I was thanking for his goodness and the way he takes care of us and the way he's taking care of Dad. And I just thank him for everything. Everything I agree, Holly. Everything we thank the Lord for. Anyone got a favorite chorus or bring this one on uh, the band here? Or? I'll have to deal with them later if they give me a hard time. <laughs> Anyone got a favorite chorus of him? Go ahead. We have two there. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord.
help us, you know. He's with us here this morning. And he worship he loves our praises. He deserves our praises. Uh, anyone else got something they'd like to share this morning? You know, sometimes you say something and it really helps the other person on side. You just have no idea. And uh, anyone else? Well, we changed the order of the service here. Um, okay, so if you don't, we're going to sing that power. I only have one page, so. Okay, so. Glorify thy name in the white hymn book. 
Yes. He used to then fell overboard. How did it, his son? His son too. His son is doing fine. Oh my. Okay. But Kenny, I think it's getting out of the hospital today, and they feel that when he fell off the ladder, he hit the boat and bounced in the water, and he's still in a lot of pain. And there's oh my goodness, it could have been a lot worse. Just even yeah. so. So it's Kenny, and his son's name was what's Billy, but he's doing fine. He's doing fine. Okay, I couldn't believe it. The both of them at the same time, like uh, anyone else. I go to Halifax Tuesday. Holly, going for a test. Help. Oh, for help. Let's pray for Holly. One of these days, Holly. One of these days, the Lord's gonna break that whatever, and if it's not on this earth, definitely when we get to heaven, exactly. it'll be wonderful. Anyone else? I hope Pastor Red's taking his down. <laughs> I forgot to mention I wanted him to be the one to pray this morning. Anyone else? Well, no, go ahead. The fishing dispute, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And in the presidency, I can't say it, but oh my goodness, it's all yes. in, like that was really having a heyday with that. And you know the media, oh my goodness, my goodness, they. I have a little tiny pet peeve with the media because they can't wait to spread that negativity. Oh. I know Randy's laughing. I got a big, I said a little pet peeve. I have a big pet peeve. I'm going to ask the Lord for forgiveness for that. Because, oh my goodness. They exaggerate. And people take it in. You know, people take it in. That is being pumped into our houses every day. And if you don't see it on the TV, we see it on Facebook. Of course, if we wasn't looking on Facebook, we wouldn't see it. So, I mean, we still have control. We could turn the TV off, right? But uh, it doesn't seem to matter. Someone said, well, if you do all that, somebody's going to mention it. So, but, uh, oh, they really need prayer. They really need prayer. And then they go on there and get everybody all worked up. And then they talk about how people are having anxiety and anxiety and all kinds of things. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Anyway, pray for me, too, because, oh, that just angers me. But anyway, I wouldn't want to be a news person. No, no. I wouldn't be there very long, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so anyone else? That was a rant this morning. Sorry about that. Um, pray for our churches and the world in general and the unsaved and oh my dear, they're so confused today. So, and I can understand why. I can understand why. And, uh, so much going on. Right for those that are hidden in the woods hunting. Oh, okay. don't get excited. Oh, uh, no, that has happened. Believe it or not, that happens. And I don't know why they're going in the woods, because the deers are all out here. <laughs> it's so comical now. Like, you know. Yeah. But anyway, the deers are in here leaning up against a tree. What are they there for? <laughs> Okay, Pastor Brad, if there's no more prayer, we'll go to prayer at this time to the one who can do the impossible.
Please bow your heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now and we lift up our voices in prayer to you. God, you know every single prayer that we've spoken here. You know what is laid upon our hearts. And God, you know the prayers we do not speak aloud. God, we pray for Holly. We pray for Cora. We pray for this church, for all of our churches, for Kenny and Billy Hatfield, God. God, we pray for the world in general. God, whether it's, it's the pandemic, whether it's politics, whether it's the station dispute, whether it's just anything, this world is desperately needing you. God, we pray for our unsaved loved ones. And God, we pray for those moments when we can, can share who you are to them. And God, we pray for the hunters who are out right now, whether it's they're out rabbit hunting, bird hunting, getting ready to go for regular season deer hunting. God, we pray for safety. We pray for clear heads. We pray, we, we pray God, that you are with them. They are walking in your creation. And God, we pray that you are present and are with them. God, be with us this day and every day of our life, we pray. In your name, amen. Amen, amen. So after the song shared, he's coming, I won't take the band. I don't know what I would do with it. Carl backed me up singing because I lose my voice. So I thank you very much. Charity, do you want a different mic? Just spray up there. Just spray up there. Make sure I put the mic on. Stop holding on, just be there. 
little spot where the battery pack opens, and I keep thinking that's the button, and I keep pushing it, wondering why it's not turning on. I'm not a tech person. I'm learning. If I start sniffling, uh, please forgive me. I was back there trying still not to... Yeah. Um, good morning. Good morning. And for all of you who are gathered here with us right now in person, thank you for being here. Very glad to have you. For those of you who are listening live or listening to this later, uh, please know, though you're not here with us in person, and we may never have met some of you, and we may never meet some of you given where you are in this world, it means a lot to have you here with us in spirit. And we're very grateful that you are here with us. Um, also, I'd like to point out my comment of I'm growing because freedom keeps making me pies. That is not a, a, a declaration of please stop making me pies. <laughs> My friend and I, when we were, I, I was up visiting and we were talking about, he goes, yeah, self-control is one of those hard things in life. I go, yeah, I have none of that when it comes to pie. And he goes, I have an apple pie on my counter. And I go, yeah, and I make sure that when I go near your counter, I, I avoid it because I want to eat the whole thing. So I'm struggling with that. But uh, today is the last week in our sermon series, This Means Work. You know, three weeks ago, we started looking at the issue of spiritual warfare. And I pointed out that the Bible talks about, uh, really, there being two different lions. There is the lion that devours. That was the first passage we looked at in 1 Peter. Be of sober mind, be alert. For the devil prowls around like a roaring lion or a hungry lion, seeking those he may devour. The other lion it talks about is, behold, the lion of Judah, which is Christ. It talks about the authority and majesty he has. You know, we haven't gone super deep into the issue of spiritual warfare for a reason. We've kind of just stepped into it a little bit. This is a topic that you don't want to dive headlong into. I'll put it this way. It's kind of like skydiving without a parachute. Yeah, you're going to hit the ground, but not the way you want. And you're still going to leave an impression. It's not something you want to try. Spiritual warfare is something you have to... Don't go diving into it. Don't think we are bigger than ourselves and try to do more than we know how to. It's something we want people around us when we face, in those moments when we're struggling. It's good to go to somebody else and ask for prayer. It's good to join together. But if you want to know more about spiritual warfare, if you want to understand a bit more or you want to go deeper, you can contact me. Or if you're not comfortable talking to me, you can contact Pastor Tracy and we'll try to help you out. And we'll try to point you in the direction of some of the things to look for. But we will warn you that this is something that gets heavy when you start looking into it deeper and deeper and deeper. It can really play on people. As my friend put it this week, he goes, yeah, he goes, it's not fun explaining to people that they can't win this war. He goes, nobody wants to go into a game or a, or a fight knowing they can't win it. And he goes, people don't like knowing they can't win things. But, you know, we started looking at the idea of this, and we looked at, as I said, the, the mentality of the devil is prowling around and how this is not a physical fight. 
This is a spiritual one. And we took a look at the Hollywoodization of Christianity and the idea of the devil, that the devil is sitting on a throne somewhere in hell. No. That's not where he is. That's not where the Bible says he is. He will be there one day, but not yet. He's not there yet. There's a day coming, and he will be thrown down into the pit. That's what it says. But he is not currently there now. Today, I want us to shift the focus, because, you know, the last three weeks, we've been kind of looking at the idea of what the devil is doing. I want to shift the focus on what we're looking at right now. So if you have your Bibles with you, I would like you to turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18. This is Matthew 28, verse 18. Jesus came and told his disciples... I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I'll read it again. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. As I said, you know, the last three weeks, we really looked at the devil. And it seems like we put our focus on him. And some people may be a little wondering, why would you get up in a Christian church and preach for three Sundays on the devil? <laughs> the thing is, with combat, when you're going into a war, you have to understand your enemy. We can look back through history and we see it. Um, the Germans would actually take American-born people of German descent because they could speak without a German accent and use them to get inside and spy on the American, the British, and the Canadian forces. Think about that for just a moment. You're going through, and this has actually happened, you're going through the war as an American soldier, and you walk up to a guy in a German uniform, and you go, where are you from? And he goes, Brooklyn, New York. And you're like, really? I grew up in Queens. There's actual moments where this happened where American soldiers were talking to German soldiers, and they literally grew up the next town over. And the Germans knew now how American culture went because they would actually ask these people, what's the heart of the American person? What's the heart of the British soldier like? Crazy, huh? Rome would actually hire barbarian tribes so they knew what they were fighting against. They would even adopt their weapons and strategies to try to beat them. You can't beat them because they're, they're, they're stronger than you. Copy them. See, we've talked about the devil for the last three weeks because you need to understand the enemy if you are going to do anything to combat him. If you don't know what he's doing, where he is, or how he operates, how do you deal with it? You can't. No, think, think of this. How many people have seen a spider in their room and freaked out and don't want to go to bed because you don't know where it is anymore? I know at least one person in here because we've had the conversation with them in June books. <laughs> Everybody just looked at it. <laughs> we've looked at where the devil is because it's important to know. 
You know, he loves to pray on our darkest fears. He loves to pray on our greatest desires. He comes and offers them, but he doesn't tell you the price. He comes to do all of these things. In fact, the Bible even tells us that he believes himself to be the prince of the air. The prince of the air. Nobody crowned him or named him these things other than him. Think of that for a moment. He prowls around still, and he's convinced the world that he's harmless, that he doesn't exist, that he just wants to, to, to give you something. You know, there's people who go and they worship the devil, and they say, oh, I'm, I'm, a, a, I'm a Satanist. You know, we make pacts with demons. Okay, you're stupid. That's what you are. Well, you know, he just wants a little bit of, no, no. You won't go and get a car loan, but you will sell a piece of yourself for whatever? That don't make sense. If a car loan is bad, what do you think? Common sense. I know it's fleeting in the world, but we have to focus on it. You see, the devil's power is just a cheap trick. He has no actual power other than what we give him. And I can prove that looking at what it says in the Bible. He thinks he is all-powerful, but who waved him out of heaven? As I said before, I'm pretty sure God was sitting there like designing the duckbill platypus, and the devil's about to walk in, and God goes, hmm. and goes right back to work. He doesn't even break a sweat, doesn't even change, doesn't even lose the pencil line where he's at, and the devil's gone. He's like, what just happened? The devil has no power except with what we give him. And when we read this passage here, Matthew 28, 18, we see it plain and clear in Jesus' words, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Pretty clear who has the power. You know, I've, I've ordered things before from Amazon. A few years ago, I ordered a raccoon trap because we were having problems with a raccoon. And they said, oh yeah, we'll ship it right out. Three months later, there is no raccoon trap. So I call them. You took my money. Where is my raccoon trap? Those are my words. Oh, no, no, we, we didn't have it in the warehouse. Um, we've got it in now. Are you sure you have it in? Yeah, 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 we have it in. We have it in. I can hear keys clicking in the background. I can see it right now. It's in the warehouse. It'll be shipped out. It'll be here Tuesday. This is a Friday. They said it'll be there Tuesday by 5 p.m. Two weeks later, I call Amazon. Where is my raccoon trap? Well, we never sent it because we didn't have it. But you told me you had it. No, we didn't. Okay. What's your email address for you personally? Sent them the actual conversation. That person, well, they shouldn't have said that. They had no authority to say that. you don't have authority. You can make all the claims you want. You can offer all the power you want, but you can't do squat. Never did get my raccoon trap. I told them I'll take the money back. Naomi and I built one. We caught two raccoons that night. If you want a raccoon trap, hire Naomi. But we look at this. God gives all authority and power to Jesus, not the devil. The devil has none. If Jesus has all the authority and power and majesty on heaven and in earth, well, in earth, in heaven and on earth, that means there is none left. Now, I'm not exactly the greatest with mathematics, but.
But if you have 100% given to one person, you have 0% given to the other. 100 is greater than 0. This is just moments, too, after the resurrection. In all the other passages we look at, chronologically, this is coming first, and this is just moments or, or, or days after the resurrection. If you go back and you look at verses 11 to 15, it covers how the chief priests literally went to the Roman guards and said, uh, okay, so what happened? Okay, yeah, what you're going to do is you're going to take this money and you are going to tell everyone that you were overpowered by these disciples and they stole the body while you were sleeping. Two major problems with that. This is a Roman centurion legion. These are well-trained men. These are men that know how to fight. These are men that sleep in shifts for that very reason that you cannot get the drop on them. They're trained to fight in a 30-foot circle. That 30 feet around them, that's theirs. No touch. Two, the law of decimation. If they were caught taking a bribe, if they were caught allowing somebody to steal a dead body on their watch, they would be taken, they would be put in a room, they would all have to reach into a bag, take out a stone, the one that has the black stone gets beat to death by the other nine. Do you really think that they are going to trade their life for money? Pilate is already having problems where there is a mass riot Barabbas had killed people in a riot. He's afraid there is going to be another riot. If somebody stole the body, it's going to start a riot. If Jesus got up and walked out of the tomb, which we know he did, there's a chance it's going to start a riot. If the body is still in the tomb, there's a chance it's going to start a riot. He's not going to let that happen in any regard. But we're... We read this, and we know he's alive, we know he's well, we know he's walking around, we know that he has been given all authority and majesty in heaven. When we look at verse 10, Jesus says to the ladies that came to the tomb, then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid, go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. It's kind of obvious he's alive, isn't it? It's like the cat came back the very next day. They thought he was a goner. Well, Jesus came back just three days later. They thought he was a goner, but here he is. They can't say that he's gone. This is a man who, in that moment, he conquers death. This is the Lion of Judah. At the start of this, we talked about there being two lions that are at war. This is the lion that we want to be on the side of. This is the one true king, the once and future king. This is the one that has all the power, and this is the one that can defeat the devil. This is the only person who can give you the weapons and the skills, the power to do it. This is the only one who can stand beside you. We just heard a song that talks about when you're, you're, you're all alone, you feel all alone. Remember, I am on the throne. Same guy. This is the power that he has. He goes into the grave as a meek sacrifice, a lamb, and he comes out as a lion, roaring with all the power, majesty, majesty, and authority of heaven, of God. He doesn't come out angry. He comes out showing who he is, and he doesn't come alone. The Bible says he brings others. Think about that for a moment. He didn't just raise himself up. There's actually passages where it says, and others went into the town. 
He has defeated death. He has removed its authority and power. The devil has less authority than death. Think of that. Jesus is the one true authority that we have. The only way we are going to stand against the roaring lion that prowls around seeking us so he may devour him, so he can stick his foot in the door, so he can give us all of our hopes and wants and then hit us with a bill that we have no chance of paying and we did not see coming, is Christ. Now, I don't know who needs to hear this. When I was writing this out, this is important to note. You don't, this isn't something you pick up and put down. This is a commitment to life. The moment of the cross, it's not about the chunk of wood that the man was nailed to. It's about the Son of God in action. When you commit to this, it's all or nothing. It is a battle cry, a rallying cry. It is the calling of the banners. In Game of Thrones, there's a scene where Joffrey sits there and says, Well, I'm the king! And his grandfather reminds him, Any man who has to say, I am the king, is not king for long. The devil is hopping around saying, Well, I am the prince of the air. In name only. And you will not be for long. The only way to have the victory over him is through Christ. That means baptism. I know this sounds like an Easter service. I apologize for that, but there's no way to talk about the fact that the devil is going to get his dues than to talk about the fact that Jesus has all the power and authority, and he showed it when he died and rose again. So if you're listening to this, wherever you are later on, listening to this right now, or you're sitting here right now, the only way to have the weapons and armor that God promises that can defeat him is through baptism. It is through a life centered on Christ, to walk with Christ. If you haven't been baptized and you want to be baptized, you don't have to dunk the person. If you're scared of dunking, there are ways to do it. If you're in Russia or, or wherever and you're listening to this and you want to be baptized, go and talk to a pastor. Talk to somebody. If you feel a call, pull on your heart, do so. This is a rallying point to say you stand with God. I encourage any of you, if you're curious about baptism, we can baptize you here today. I can put my mask on. I, I have a little tiny cup of water. I can throw it at you. I can dump it on you. I, I can just make the sign of the cross. We can baptize you if that's what you want. If that's what you feel led to. If you want to be baptized later on, hey, come talk to us. We can do that. You've probably seen the meme where there's a pastor sitting back and he's got the water gun and says, baptisms in COVID. I'm not going to do that, though sometimes I would like to. See, this whole spiritual warfare thing, the devil is prowling around like a hungry lion seeking those he made about. He's looking at us like a lamb. It doesn't really have much defense, does it? It can plead. Meh, that's it. That's all it's got. But what Christ offers is the chance for lambs to rise and become lions. <coughs> they are lambs with the hearts of lions. 
My daughter Melanie loves the story Lambert and the Sheepish Lion. You know, it's a perfect illustration for this. The devil comes in like a wolf, thinking he's going to steal something, and then he realizes that is not the lamb I thought it was. Jesus is like Lambert. A lot of the world doesn't want him. But when things go south, that is the lamb you want in your corner. That is the lion. And that is the lion you need in your life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the chance to come together and worship you. We thank you for though the lion prowls around like a hungry lion seeking those he may devour, though the devil may act like he is truly all-powerful, the prince of the air, or whatever he wants to claim, we know that you, O Lord, have been given all authority, all majesty, all power in heaven and on earth by your Father. None can take that from you. God, help us to seek you to be lambs in your fold and to be lions in your pride. Help us, O Lord, to walk tall when you are with us. And for those who are seeking you to find you that want to be a part of the family of God, we urge you, God, stir in their hearts. Be with them. Guide them as they go. Give them the courage to step out because it is not always easy because when you put that calling on our hearts, that is when the devil makes his appearance more known. God, thank you for all you have done for us and continue to do in our lives today and will continue to do till that day where we stand before you face to face and you welcome us with open arms. In your name we pray. Amen. In the white, 116, and this goes along with the, the message, kind of, and uh, even though the devil goes around as a roaring lion, he can't devour us unless we let him, because we've got the Lord in us, his spirit in us. So let us stand this morning, we're just going to sing the first and second verses. Uh, let us stand together. Oh, that's sweet. 
and keep that in your heart and breathe it and say it, whatever, this, this week. Good to see everyone. We'll see yeah. you know, back here this, this sun, next coming Sunday unless the Lord comes back. Yeah. Have a good day. One, one last thing. I said I was going to mention what we are covering next month, what I mean by celebration. We've come out of the whole series on spiritual warfare. Next month, we are literally doing a month of celebration. We're going to have a board up on one of these doors. If there is something you are celebrating in your life, big, little, small, something that you yourself are only interested in celebrating or you think it's only important to you, write it down. We want to celebrate with you. So next month is the entire month dedicated to celebrating all God does. Thank you.